Hi there and welcome. This is Amanda, the founder of Astrology Hub, and you're listening to our week ahead snapshot with world-class astrologer, historian, and author of the cosmic calendar, Christopher Renstrom. This show is designed to give you a quick overview of the week ahead, enabling you the gift of choice in how you navigate and weave these energies into your daily life. Enjoy. Hello, my name is Christopher Renstrom. I'm your weekly horoscope columnist here on Astrology Hub. And this week, I wanted to talk to you about the upcoming square between Sun in Gemini and Neptune in Pisces on June 13th. Now, since about 2012, we've all been living in a Pisces world, because in 2012, that's when Neptune, one of the co-rulers of Pisces, entered this zodiac sign. Since then, we have seen an increase in everything Piscean. Pisces is a sign that's often associated to fantasy and to the imagination. Two qualities in our psyche, which is often made fun of or discounted, but is also very important and without proper understanding can be extremely treacherous, just like the ocean, which Neptune is the god of. When we have a sun in Gemini squaring and Neptune in Pisces, you basically see a conflict between the rational mind, which is Gemini ruled by Mercury. Um, It's an air sign. So things like facts and evidence and stats means a lot to the Gemini worldview, people born under Gemini or or just basically the Gemini worldview of, of rationalism. But when it forms a square to Pisces, you see the irrational begin to sort of seep over its riverbanks and flow into areas where it's maybe not welcome or particularly understood. Since 2012, when Neptune entered Pisces, we have experienced an increasing familiarity with terms like alternative facts, parallel universes, altered states, things that used to be laughed at years ago, but now are not only rather commonplace in terms of our understanding, but are even beginning to become in some ways a problem. This idea, or I don't know if you remember the phrase, must have been something in the water, but whenever we have any sort of sun square to Neptune or sun opposite Neptune, there is this resistance to the areas of the psyche that are connected to the imagination and to fantasy or the collective unconscious. And so there can be this feeling that something has been emitted somehow invisibly uh, into the collective unconscious, which is getting people to become increasingly more delusional or increasingly more hallucinatory. Now, there are some of us that would say, that's a bad idea. You know, we should open ourselves to realities that don't, you know, fit into the common reality that everyone insists on. It would probably make us better people and happier souls. And then there are other people who are saying, well, that starts to get dangerous. I mean, if we can't agree on things like what's a fact or what's a statistic, or if people can't have a rational communication with each other and are falling back on things like phobias or paranoias or delusions, that's not really a good idea either. It's kind of like putting the inmates in charge of the insane asylum. 
So what we have here is a square. We have a tension between these two sides. And my question to you this week, as you go through the week, is to ask yourself, well, it's actually this quote that I wanted to share with you. It's a quote from Hamlet. It's the moment actually after Hamlet sees the ghost of his father. Now, just to sort of give you some quick backstory here, Hamlet is a rationalist. He's the Prince of Denmark, and he's basically a Renaissance man. He's into the sciences and being able to explain everything. And actually, he's come home, and the last place he really wants to be is home, dealing with his family, because he'd rather be a gentleman scholar away in Padua or wherever he's, he's studying. But anyway, he comes home, and he's visited by the ghost of his father, uh, who tells him that uh, he has been poisoned by his brother, who's Hamlet's uncle, and that his brother Claudius has married uh, Gertrude, Hamlet's mother, and that there is this a huge scandal, and Hamlet has to do something about it. Now, this is very Neptunian for a couple of reasons. First, Hamlet's visited by a ghost. So anything dealing with a phantasmal apparition or a visit or an experience of the supernatural is connected to Neptune. Okay, so there's a Neptunian element right there. Secondly, something that we don't always associate with Neptune is scandal. Hamlet is visited by a ghost of his father who tells him that your uncle murdered me in order to marry my wife. Um, and now, you know, they're going, and now something's rotten in Denmark, I think is basically the message that comes across. So this completely offends Hamlet's senses. This, this, this flies in the face of his intellectualism and his rationalism. A, he's been visited by a ghost and now, B, he has to do something like take revenge. Okay, so these are these are sort of like medieval concepts as far as Hamlet is concerned, things that are regressive or, or, or irrational. And in this moment, what's rather fascinating is that he turns to his uh, friend Horatio um, and he tells Horatio this story, this visit by his father's ghost, and Horatio goes, wondrous strange, like he can't believe what he's hearing. And Hamlet says, and therefore as a stranger, give it welcome. Because there are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, that are dreamt of in your philosophy. Now, most of us remember the latter part of that quote. There are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, that are dreamt of in your philosophy. Uh, I think it's probably the second most famous quote from Hamlet after to be or not to be. And it's usually a quote that we sort of throw out at someone who, you know, doesn't take our UFO story seriously or who, who who laughs at our um, out-of-body experience, or who maybe even pokes fun of uh, the astrology that we practice. You know, we'll say there are more things in heaven and earth than are dreamt of in your philosophy, Bill. Okay, so so this is kind of you know the thing that we come back at, and 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 again we have what's going on this week this the square this tension between the rational and the irrational, and so what I want to sort of ask you or to observe is are you playing Hamlet this week or are you playing Horatio? In other words, 
are you the Hamlet, the person who has been visited by something which is fantastic and strange, and you have this feeling that no one's believing you. And so in your desperation to get people to understand what you're feeling, and this doesn't have to be um, along the lines of a supernatural experience. It could be something that, uh, that you feel very powerfully or you're convinced is taking place, maybe an intrigue at work, a scandal in the family, or something that you want to sort of raise the alarm to other people. And are other people sort of looking at you strangely and, and, and maybe a little bit uncomfortably and are they drawing away? So are you going or, or, or do you find yourself playing the Hamlet in this role or are you the Horatio? Are you the person who's watching the friend come back to you and tell you about having been visited by an apparition or having had some sort of strange experience? And do you find yourself going, mm, yeah okay, I guess, if you say so, you know, uh, so do you find yourself on that other side? So these are the two things that may be very much filling into your week, particularly uh, with the Sun, Neptune square. And then when, of course, you add the Mercury retrograde to it, people might be getting suddenly irrational around you, suddenly emotional, suddenly weeping into your shoulder, suddenly divulging all these sorts of things. And you might find yourself kind of like, I mean, uncomfortable. I mean, it would be one thing if it's a loved one or a friend, but what if it's a client or a boss or someone on the street or the cop who pulled you over who's suddenly like weeping? You might be like, oh, this is like really strange. Okay, so these are sorts of things to be sensitive to and aware of this week. There may be this thrashing about of, you know, you must believe me or you must hear this or you must understand. And so what I would ask you if you're involved in any, in any of these sorts of scenarios is to call upon your best college dorm uh, listening to the friend who had too much to drink at the party skills. In other words, you don't try to talk the person out of it, but you go, mm-hmm, yes, mm -hmm. and you're a sympathetic listener. Uh, that allows the person to get these things off their chest, and that allows you to sort of be supportive without sort of getting drawn into the whole sort of thing. Now, lest you um, assume that this week is all about how to talk people down off of the various different ledges they've gotten themselves onto because they're suddenly transfixed by this crazy idea, I want to remind you of the first part of this quote, which I think is very helpful when we're dealing with situations like this. Horatio says, wonder strange, after, he, after Hamlet talks about the visit from his father's ghost. And Hamlet says, and therefore, as a stranger, give it welcome. I want you to think about that for a moment. And therefore, as a stranger, give it welcome. There are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in your philosophy. So what Hamlet's saying with, therefore, as a stranger, give it welcome is, change the mental thinking cap. Change your headspace on this. Yes, I'm telling you something that's wondrous strange. I don't even believe it myself. But as a stranger, give it welcome. Don't close the door to this. Don't close your mind to this, but rather give it welcome. Get into the headspace of understanding this kind of possibility, all right? So if you find yourself, you know, being the person who's seized by an irrational impulse, don't buy into the whole thing 
completely, but trust that it will run its course and lead you to where you need to be in terms of your thinking, your understanding of this. And then if you find yourself as a supportive friend or loved one, don't scoff or try to explain away, but listen to what's being said. Because if there's something that's going on when the sun is squaring Neptune, it's not just a clash between the rational and the irrational. When the sun is squaring Neptune, there's a kind of lowering of the threshold between the world that we know and the world that we don't. And it asks us to be open to the idea that the universe chooses strange and wondrous mouthpieces to communicate its mystery and its majesty to us. Your weekly horoscope is brought to you by Astrology Hub. If you'd like more extended personalized guidance from Christopher by Sun Sign and Rising, make sure you subscribe to receive the free weekly horoscope delivered via email to your inbox each Sunday. Just go to astrologyhub.com slash horoscope and start receiving even more free personalized guidance today. That's astrologyhub.com slash horoscope. And if you love what we do and would like to support our work, please subscribe to the podcast, give us some stars, and if you feel inclined, leave us a review. It does so much to help us get quality astrology out to the world, and we're grateful for all the time that you take to do this. Thank you for listening in today, and as always, thank you for making astrology a part of your life.